to advertise, email podcast at thisismechi.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn. No books have been written. Nothing is certain. Everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Maggie. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. It's three o'clock on the dot. It's that time again for dinner and sex and stuff. Hey, sexies. Welcome back to it, man. Uh, you're watching on a screen, right? Be it a cell phone screen, a laptop screen, a television screen. Somewhere you're doing something that's landed you here. I appreciate you. Really, really love it. So um, I've been literally haunted by today's topic quite a lot, quite a lot. Um, and it's one of the topics that are the founding reasons why I wanted to have a podcast about sex and stuff. And I know too many people are da 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 da. Look at her doing something crazy again. Not really. There's something so powerful about navigating through your mental health and navigating through your sexual health, your sexual well-being, your mental well-being. These areas of our existence, I personally believe, based on experience, are very influential in nearly every aspect of our lives. If we are deteriorating mentally, deteriorating sexually, don't even talk to me about deteriorating spiritually, then it's just chaos. So I think it's very important that we have conversations that can be kinky and outrageous, but then sometimes just bring it back home, right? And bring it back to the core purpose of why one wants to use a platform as such to engage in talking about sexual healing. Um, joining me today, I'm going to try to pronounce this because I want to start with him first so I can get it out the way, Dr. Svetoslav Bulatov. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. You're always correct. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bulgarian. Um, he's a medical doctor and a homeopath, uh, practices inter- integrative rather um, medicine. And um, this is ethnomedicine. As correct. Well. Yeah, as well. So you are also registered under the the South African Traditional Doctors Union. Yes. Because you, you use traditional methods yes. to your healing. Yes. I find this very, very interesting because anyone would assume, well, you're white, particularly European, um, you're Bulgarian. So what business do you have registering as a traditional doctor under the South African Traditional Doctors Union? I'm interested in that backstory. Uh It's very simple. We have two creations. The first creation started in Africa. Yeah. When Gondwana was one continent and then all the continents split and actually all the Native Americans and Indians and Maoris, Aborigines and so on are part of Africa. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that most Africans forgot that they are the first creation that has to teach us, not us to teach them. 100%. So now what happens, they succumb to slavery, first was physical slavery and then now it's a mind slavery mental slavery that continued, unfortunately. So I'm here to remind them to go back to where they were and what they are. And because of that, I have to be like talking to them that language and not Mm -hmm. talking my language because Mm -hmm. they've heard that language enough for thousands of years Mm -hmm. that actually waste of time. Mm -hmm. And practically unless Africans resume their roots and understand their power, they will not really be who are they, their real selves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in order that to happen, 
they have to they have to understand it fully and, and embrace it and live it and be proud of it and not just to be seen as you need to be manipulated yeah. and you need to be enslaved and no not really I find that very interesting. Find that very interesting. Also joining me today is, um, or joining us, all of us today is Buidumelo uh, Dumi Buikudzo, a registered counselor with the HPCSA, as well as um, uh, a person in her profession specializing in trauma, as well as the founder. And I appreciate this because you go out of your way to extend yourself. She's the founder and director of Buikudzo Counseling, sexual healing. We hear it in R&B songs. Mm. It sounds amazing. Mm. It sounds like we need to get laid mm. and laid and laid <laughs> and laid. And like men must just lay pipe and you know? look after that plumbing. Yeah. But at some point, you can't even get to laying pipe because you're traumatized by an experience that's created blockages in you. 100%. And there are so many different types of sexual traumas or any inciting incidences 100%. for sexual trauma. Mm. The most common might be in your experience. Look, in my experience, obviously, it would be things around, you know, rape, um, corrective rape even, um, just from a sexual orientation perspective. Um, and, you know, Doc and I were talking, you know, off air just around also generational trauma mm -hmm. that might come even from a conception perspective yeah. how were you conceived were you conceived from a traumatic incident where you know um your mother was raped or even your father at that particular time because yeah. rape is not just limited to to females you know mm -hmm. males get raped too 100 you know so um those are definitely um common common ones that i that i would see you know from a um a therapeutic perspective yeah mm. doc yours look um the interesting part is that uh, the sexual trauma is as well the individual perception of the of the person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because for some people, let's say a girl saw her father's porn magazines at the age of five, she freaked out for life, you know. And nothing happened to her else, but that is the biggest trauma. And the other girl was gang raped 10 times and doesn't give a damn. Means mm -hmm. she says, ah, it's okay, I accepted it and all that. Mm -hmm. So we have an individual perception of mm -hmm. of the of the survivor of the sexual trauma. Yeah. It's not just the act or what has seen, what has been heard and so on. Um so it's not that easy to say. So what we need to do, we need to understand that once you have this kind of a trauma, you have physical change in the brain, not just emotional, mental. We have a physical, literal, physical change in the brain. Are we talking about any trauma in general? Any trauma, including sexual. Including yeah. sexual, okay. We have a physical trauma that changes the structure of the brain, literally yeah. like neuronal pathways, shortcuts, mm -hmm. tangled neuronal pathways, especially in amygdala bodies, in hippocampus, in mm -hmm. hypothalamus, mm -hmm. in temporal lobes. So people don't understand that just doing counseling uh, and talking, uh, cognitive therapies, is not sufficient enough to reach the subconscious level where the structure is changed, literally is physically changed. This is fascinating because... It makes sense yeah. why trauma takes such a long time to leave us. One hundred percent. Because we're we're not going around growing past it and venturing past it or venturing through it mm. in the fullest way we can. Yeah. Because a lot of us just believe that, okay, I'm going for therapy. Here's another session. I'm going to go talk about it. Mm. But if it changes the wiring of your brain, yes, it does. these traumatic experiences, if they have the impact that is so powerful to change the wiring of the function of your brain, mm. 
then surely, surely we should be putting the spotlight a lot on how we can at best help people process trauma holistically because it changes you mm. you mm. see you see unless the brain is rewired back to normal which takes six to 12 months yeah uh, we cannot be the same and that rewiring can happen only under the following conditions from my 31 years of experience working on sexual trauma and any other trauma uh, homeopathic remedies are the best way to challenge the soul to release that trauma subconsciously because they are quantum physics based they are not based on belief or or any other philosophies and stuff. This is quantum physics science. So what do we mean by quantum physics science? I, I mean that um, everything is quantum physics. The, the universe was created through the principles of quantum physics, which means that uh, one uh, one uh, quant of the right energy balances the whole system. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, means yeah. the least effort creates the biggest ripple effect. Mm-hmm. This is not logical. This is not Newtonian physics. It's not like <laughs> the gravity, the gravity stuff. Mm-hmm. And when the homeopathic remedy challenges the soul in highly specific way to release the trauma, nobody can resist it. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. And belief is not required. It's not a suggestion. It's not a placebo as people think. Homeopathy is a science. It's not a a uh, fake science as people mm-hmm. still think, like especially medical sciences. And then the next thing is um, you need to provide four conditions for that brain to rewire, mm-hmm. which means specifically for women, um, uh, they can cannot take any hormonal contraceptives under no circumstances, That's whether it's topic on its own. whether it's a yeah. pill or injection or Mirena or so on, because it hits you right there first, mm-hmm. and it keeps you in the trauma mode, right? The second thing, they cannot take stimulants, absolutely no stimulants whatsoever of any origin, whether chemical or natural or herbal or, you know. Like what? What do you mean? Uh, anything, like anything, coffee, alcohol, sugar, green tea, guarana, ginseng. To bad, rewire bad. the functioning of the brain. Correct, yeah? because it hits you right there and it keeps you in a trauma mode mm. if you carry on doing it. Just go through that list again. It is alcohol. Okay, smoking, so drinking, alcohol, drugs, um, caffeine, caffeine, caffeine. Um, well, anything that is cons- considered stimulant, whether chemical yeah. or natural, no matter what it is, Red Bulls right. and energy drinks and everything like that. So if that person is hooked on those, there's no hope because the rewiring will never happen because you don't allow that brain to rewire. Oh. You just whack it all the time, all the time, all the time, and it, it's in trauma mode. And the next thing is stable blood sugar, which is achieved by individualized uh, metabolic typing eating plan, which is according to the individual metabolism of the person. Mm -hmm. And if that is in place, the blood sugar doesn't spike. Mm. So if the blood sugar spikes, it hits you right there again because it's a vulnerable spot. And it doesn't allow you to get out of the trauma Mm. because you cannot rewire like that. And the last thing is orgasming. The more orgasm, in appropriate manner, according whether you're married or single or widowed or divorced, the more orgasm, the more this energy as it goes and explodes everywhere, rewires the brain in that same moment every time. Mm. So, so we should not 
we should avoid orgasms. No, no, no. The more we orgasms, the better. We should encourage orgasms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I am so upset at anyone yeah. who has judged me yeah. and criticized me. Mm. I'm so upset at you because you never allowed yourself an opportunity to be taught something new. Yeah. I truly believe yeah, yeah, no. that orgasms, whether self-stimulated or stimulated yeah. through you and your partner, yeah. are so healthy mm. for your mental well-being. I never knew the articulation of yeah. the words that it helps to rewire the brain, the brain. function. Yeah. You see what happens? This is insane. Like, you see, <laughs> you see what happens, Dineo, is that when, of course, we all come. I mean, men and women, it's normal. Yeah. I mean, sex is gift from God. There's nothing wrong with that. It's great. It's beautiful, powerful, and enlightening. So when the energy raises, because sex is primo- it's primary of energy connection. Sex yes. is not, sex starts before before any kissing, touching, and anything. Sex starts as an instant are, relax- yeah. relation. Starts the brain yeah. is um what do they call it? It's it's a sex organ as well. Right. Yes. So yeah. when when a man or woman orgasm, they raise this energy from the base to the top. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the whole body shakes. The whole body is like tingly. You know, various signs of orgasm in men and women. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm trying to say, when that energy is raised powerfully. Multiple times, because you're multi-orgasmic, all of us, we're not just one type of Mm -hmm, orgasm. mm -hmm, We're not mm -hmm. designed that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That rewires every time, you know, like literally rewires part of the damage. So the more you come and come and come all the time, the more you healed. Mm. But the more you hold back and the more you go like, "Mm, no, that's terrible. I don't want to do it. That has negative connotation. I don't want to do that. Don't talk to me about it. He's stuck in the trauma. So you said earlier, and I'm asking this to the both of you, right? Doc, you said earlier that um, it does take about six months. To 12. Yes, to 12 to rewire the brain. Providing the four conditions simultaneously every day, day. 100% providing that. If you are obviously utilizing those, well, healing within those conditions, right? And being disciplined with regards to those conditions. Mm -hmm. If you add multiple orgasms, that's part of the. By how much can it shorten the time? (laughs) It's individual. Uh, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen rewiring in my office within five hours, and total rewiring as the person starts spontaneously rewiring when you do the the quantum leap body work, which is practically removing of negative cellular memories. That could that could uh, take 10 minutes to happen mm. and the next five hours you're totally rewired. You seem to be nodding a lot. There's I'm a nodding. lot you also know and are agreeing with. There's a lot I'm agreeing with and I'm also, as I'm listening to Doc as yeah. well, I'm just thinking about muscle memory as well and trauma being stored in, in the body and the muscles. So yes, yeah. we are speaking about the brain that being the CEO of the body. But, you know, um, I remember just engaging in TRE sessions, which is trauma release therapy yeah. for, you know, the body. The entire body, Because yeah. now, again, a lot of people that I'll come across or I'll see in private practice, we'll speak about some of their the physical inabilities. Yeah. You know, and again, obviously there's a link between the brain and, and the, our sexual organs or whatever the case yeah. may be, but also realizing that there's a lot of physical trauma. So there also needs to be a release when it comes to that. And that's why I always say to people, you can't be just limited to talk therapy mm-hmm. because some people, it's a matter of, yes, from a, from a psychological perspective, I'm healing, I'm embarking on that journey, but there's still parts of me that is just holding back from a physical perspective. Mm-hmm. So there's 
also the unlearning or the rewiring and relearning from a physical and muscular perspective because muscle memory is a huge part of it. Do you know which sexual traumas I'm also interested in? Yeah. People get into romantic relationships, okay, and then they start using conflict tactics which are quite negative, Mm. like stonewalling, okay, like... um, um, a simple thing of denying your partner um, sexual intimacy because of whatever reason that seems to be relevant for you at the time. Yep. People, people in relationships relate very, very unkindly sometimes, mm. right? Mm. And a simple thing like your partner looking at you and saying something negative about your naked appearance, even as a joke, can be stored as a sexual trauma. 100%. I think also outside of just romantic relationships and that nature, being rejected... I mean, think about it, Dee, even growing up, you know, um, I think I can only speak of of households of of colour. You know, whenever, even as a child or as a young adult, whenever you are at a family gathering or whatever not, you'll always get family members or that one family member that will comment on, oh, how much weight you've you've lost or how much much weight you've gained, you know, or, oh, wow, your breasts look like this, or, wow, your your, your buttocks have kind of grown and they've shaped. So just even just that, that commentary at the end of the day can easily plant a seed yeah. Where at the end of the day, when it comes, to, you know, from your, your your sexual orientation, your comfortability, it does have a huge impact. Yeah. Because now it also kind of influences your perception and your view of yourself from a sexual perspective. I've got a I've got a I've got a WhatsApp that was sent to me, um, and I would I'd like to read it, mm. um, and it, it inspired for me to actually say, well, maybe you know, denounce sex and stuff needs to create an email address where you can just like send through your personal experiences and your blockages of any way and kind that are affecting you and impacting you in many different areas of your life. Mm. Because sometimes when you heal one trauma, there's a positive ripple effect in navigating a way to healing other traumas. Mm. And I don't think any one person will ever come into your life without a trauma. Be it a new friend, be it a lover, Mm. colleagues when you're changing work. I mean, just changing from one company to another is also quite traumatic. And I, wow. I read somewhere where somebody says, check on your friends who've just changed jobs. Yeah. Check on them. That change, that, that shift. 100%. Can be very traumatic. So I got this, um, and I think it's been doing the rounds on social media. Ever since this podcast, a lot of people just send me random, amazing content, actually, because mm. it's stuff that we can actually table and talk about. Mm. So it's apparently um, an anonymous post, right? It reads, I'm a 20... I'm a 32-year-old successful car salesman. And immediately by the time I got to the end of this, I was like, sexual trauma needs help. Mm. Um, I'm a 32-year-old successful car salesman working for a car dealership. Currently, I live and work in Midrand. So I've been in several relationships, but they all end up in tears because I snore too loud and fart while sleeping. Underline salesman. So we're talking about a male mm-hmm. human being, mm. right? Who seems to identify as male. Mm. Whenever I find someone new, everything will be great until she sleeps over my house. It's either I have to try and not sleep first by drinking a lot of energy drink and to keep myself awake even after sex. When I read that, I saw huge red flags Flag. because the natural reaction for men after sex across yeah. the board, mm. men rest. Mm. Yeah. Sex gives us energy. So yes. we're quite the opposite. Well, mm. 
So this man is sleep deprived and that's like torture for the brain. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that was like, for me, it was like, this is wild. So this thing happens many times and they'll always come back a few times complaining about me snoring and farting while sleeping. Mm -hmm. These are natural things. I think almost every human being has a moment when they snore and pass wind while they're sleeping. Because your body's relaxed. 100%. 100%. So um, the other one I met too quite recently is uh, gone for the same reason. Now the current one also complaining of the same thing. The thing is the other time she made a joke while I was uh, busting a laughter, I farted so loud I shocked myself. Mm. So any woman I date loves to spend time, loves to spend time with me. But when it gets to spend timing, spending the night over or even napping during the day together, I begin my things. I guess it's the way I was made. So I've searched online many times for a good solution. But still, I learned about this uh, sleeping positions, neck and jaw holders, nasal drops, black charcoal, anema, and all sorts of things. But there were no solutions that worked for me. Please, can someone help me? Because snoring is causing a bigger problem in my love life. This is, gosh, the link between the sex, the intimacy, the love life. Anxiety, The anxiety, which is a mental transition now. We're crossing over. It's amazing. So please can someone help me because snoring is causing bigger problems for my love life. I'm losing so many beautiful people because I fart and snore. I don't take it easy when people friend zone me while dating. So he's just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the mental strain of what's caused by a simple thing. That can be easily fixed. Uh, I just need to see the guy and uh, it's, it's, it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. If he's ready. Yeah. Mm. So I just need to mention one very important thing that the society is focused on the brain, but we forget that we keep negative cellular memories everywhere in the body. Way Skin, fascia, fascia, muscles, bones, blood, joints everywhere. Uh, you, so what does this mean? You said we keep negative genetic what? Okay, we keep negative cellular memories. So any negative word, cellular memories. Any word, any action, any trauma is recorded in specific body part, be it lip, be it ear, be it hand, be it breast, be it tummy, be it leg, anyway, it could be anyway. And it has a negative impact on it. So what happens, it has continuous negative feedback to the brain Mm 24-7. And how's the so? It's through the nerves, through the vagal nerves, sympathetic nerves, through other nerves. It's like a red lamp that is signifying the brain. Mm. So unless that negative cellular memory is released physically with love from that specific body part, you will never be healed. Never. It's like a thorn. That's true. Yes. It's like Mm. a thorn. 100%. Imagine a thorn, any thorn that goes in your flesh. Ow, it's so. So this is, it's an invisible energy memory it's not you can't you can't see it you can't it's not but the tangible. brain remembers but it. their brain yes. remembers it and it constantly constantly says to the brain that it is there it's there it's there it's, it's it's a problem like for example if children before like in school they've been whacked on their hands with stick like corporal punishment that memory will be in the palm mm-hmm. locked for life unless it's tapped out or specially released through various techniques, that memory will remain there. Mm-hmm. If your your buttocks are whacked, they'll remain there. If injection is put, that cause pain in your buttocks will remain there. Mm-hmm. If, for example, during the rape, every part that was abused, not just uh, the reproductive system, it'll be there. It's not just one place. It's not just the brain, the as brain. people think. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I was saying earlier on, mm. just from a TRE perspective, that's when you'll actually mm. realize how much is stored in your body, in different right. parts of your body. So just to, to share briefly with you guys, I remember when I went for, for one of the TRE sessions and I'd had a, um, a car accident, I think it was 2013, mm-hmm. first car accident ever. And I didn't realize, I mean, I... I, I walked away unscathed, but I had a bit of whiplash and all Mm. of that. I didn't realize how much trauma um, had impacted me around my neck and shoulder area, Mm. you know. So as we're lying there and, you know, the therapist is is taking us through the session, um, it's those parts of the body that actually start shaking because now you're releasing the energy that has been stored there. And I didn't have any pain or any issues around those particular body parts. But again, during the, the session, that's where you start shaking. And then you're going, okay, there's also a bit of trauma around, you know, the thigh area, then you have to go back Mm. from a childhood perspective. Oh, was it when I used to, you know, skateboard? Mm. Uh, Was it when I was rollerblading? Oh, okay, there was a trauma, there was an impact Mm -hmm. there. Knees and all those types of things. So, and that's why I'm saying that it's not just limited, and I'm glad that Doc is actually emphasizing that. It's not just limited to the brain. Our body, as a cellular body, at the end of the day, there's just so many things that are stored there. What do you think? Sorry, we see one thing that people... Uh, people don't understand is that uh, our whole body can keep the memories and they are hidden. They don't necessarily signal you that they're there, you understand? Unless you go to therapy and then the therapist is guided as a vessel of the spirit to to lift them up. Uh, They're not like bugging you, you know, like you're feeling it, Hmm. but they're there constantly. And that's the tricky part. It's like the cancer. The cancer doesn't give you symptoms unless it's already there. Unless it's already there. Why why is it that there's, why is it that most of us are hearing this for the first time though? This is what baffles me. I mean, if this information is there and if it's it to be, ma- if it's to be made a big deal of where are we getting it wrong in terms of talking about mental health and sexual health and yeah. really talking about the core of the healing process and what really needs to be healed in order for people to be a little bit more balanced mm-hmm. and a little bit more healthier and a little bit more functional so that they may flourish in important aspects of their lives, like career, like romance, yeah. like, you know, spiritual well-being yeah. as well, um, interaction with children, friends, community, because we're all walking around as broken, shattered peeps, mm. pieces of ourselves and we're not we're not repurposing what's left of ourselves from after trauma mm. in the correct manner. We're just like literally loose emotional cannons wow. taking an opportunity to outburst Spot on. whenever we can. And some people don't outburst. They just hold it in so much yeah. Yeah. until to a point even your body starts rejecting you. Yes. Mm. That's where diseases come from. It comes from dis-ease. Dis-ease, yeah. Dis-ease, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. And I think that the issue is that, again, there's a lot of things that have been made mainstream. So anything outside of a particular box. And that's the thing about human beings. And sometimes even just from a professional perspective, you know, um, from a therapeutic or psychological perspective, there's certain things that, for me personally, are very boxed. Where I'm like, 100%, we're, I find we're very that beyond that. Yeah. And that's why yeah. even as a therapist... I am an energy healer, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's there's alternative healing, you know, properties at the, at the end of the day. And that's why even Doc, I was talking about trauma release therapy, but I'm talking about energy, you know, um, healing as well, where yeah. I'm like, there's, you know, your your auric fibers as well, where I'm like, there's literally auric fiber. We all have and auric And we don't fibers. take that seriously. No, I mean, right now we're in, you know, each other's kind of, you know. Um, 100%. We're transferring energy. energy. We're transferring energy yeah, yeah. all the time. And that's the minute you start speaking about such things, 
things, people are going, what? No, but I, that hasn't been pushed from a mainstream perspective. You know, we're not seeing a lot of medical doctors, you know, punting such things. You know, everything's very much boxed, even from a westernized yeah. perspective, Doc was saying of a um, early on, is that we're not going back to how we used to function as, as human beings. So there's a gentleman, and I love that you're bringing all of this up. There's a gentleman that I met, I think about two, three weeks ago, um, out of the blue, yeah, he decides to take comfort in disclosing to me. And I, I'm sharing this information out of prime respect for him. Right. But I, I and I, and I did say that I'd love to, I'd love to talk about this on a platform where we can find out how this can be resolved for you. See, because he discloses to me, and here's what we don't take seriously, male rape during their teenage years. Society is very good at um, cheering a youngster on for sleeping with a woman senior than them when they're younger. And even in their circles, they high-five each other, they fist-pump each other, you know. But Some of these incidences, if not all of them, are life-changing, and that memory is, is stuck with you. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And the aftermath of the engagement with the person post that sexual encounter and what becomes of that relationship is also quite impactful from a long-term perspective. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. He says at the age of 16, he was um, courted by a 25 going on 26-year-old. So pretty much nine, 10 years his senior. Yeah, She made the a pass at him. She was the leader of everything that was going on in that relationship. So she dictated the terms. Mm. She eventually managed to get him into a space where he was having sexual intercourse with her and satisfying those needs. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's the, the 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 flip in the script here. He at the age of 16 was anticipating a more intimate relationship mm-hmm. where they can hold hands in public. Mm-hmm. To him, in his, you know, juvenile mind and slightly more naive mind, he was thinking, you know, I can take her out for McDonald's. Yeah. I can go take her out on an ice cream date, mm. a movie date. And she's just rejecting him, rejecting him, rejecting him. Like, you're not even going to try those on me. Um, you're not in my league. Yeah. You're not this, you're not that, you're not just, you're not that. So it was just sex and rejection, sex and rejection. Right now, this man is... In his 30s to 40s, Mm. his greatest struggle, and this is the saddest thing, because of that, what he was exposed to when he was 16, Mm. right now, right now, in his 30s to 40s, his greatest struggle is being appreciated softly by a woman. Mm. He wants to be rejected, and once he gets involved with you sexually, he no longer sees you desirable at all. He's on to the next. So it's a continuous self-damaging cycle cycle and community-damaging cycle Mm. because there's a trail of broken hearts and you're continuously breaking your own heart. He intends to get married. My my question is, how will he have a healthy marriage if this trauma is not healed? And again, it's it's that journey of him having to unlearn, relearn. And he probably has also a lot of self-sabotaging um, tendencies when it comes to relationships. Yeah, so yeah. that affection is very, it's very foreign where he probably questions himself or questions this person, um, you know. And again, probably wanting that even from a, what can I say, from a, a primitive perspective to say, no, man, but it should be, but it just feels very far, yeah. foreign. Why? Because his foundation now, his point of reference rather, comes from his 16-year-old 
myself and experiencing that from someone that was older, you know? So again, from an attachment theory perspective, that's another thing that you'll have to understand is that what kind of attachment did I form at, at my 16-year-old self, yeah. you know, at that point, and what kind of attachment and I'm, am, am I trying to kind of, you know, get to? I want that secure attachment. What's his point of reference? Even from a family dynamic perspective, because now I'm already intrigued in terms of how does he perceive himself? Does he even think that he's worthy and deserving of that affection? He doesn't. He doesn't. And this is what he says. Yeah. He does not at all. And can this be reversed? Can this be rewired? This is what he says. I think he definitely can. You see, you see, there is few aspects in this uh, case here. First of all, our prefrontal cortex develops fully after 21. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 21 only, every human being, being male or female, is fully ready to grasp all the aspects of any relationship, be it uh, emotional, mental, physical, mm. or sexual. So, so there's no excuses after 21. Is this what we're saying? Yeah, until 21, rather keep it. Yeah. Easy. Because <laughs> you can't grasp all the aspects. I see what you mean. Mm. I see what you mean. I get yeah, your context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now he was enforced toxic femininity, unfortunately, in this case, which is manipulation mm -hmm. and rejection. This is true. Yeah. So now. You, you called it toxic, toxic femininity. And it's a real thing. Which is manipulation and rejection. It's exactly how we started. So, so unfortunately, yeah. this goddess, whoever was she, uh, just chose to be that way. So, well. Probably has her own traumas too. Yeah, she has trauma from the control for sure. perspective. Wanting sure. yeah. to regain that. that I, I think yeah. so. So possible. it's either generational her own experience, no judgment, just explanation. So yes, he can be rewired. Remember, his brain is various structures, uh, you know, totally out of, of sync, and it can be rewired definitely. The whole thing applies again, and the cellular memories have to be taken because they are mostly kept in his case in heart and mm. lungs. Mm. Rejection is kept here. So he needs physical work with thoracic, uh, thoracic uh, spine and sternum mm -hmm. um, to re to release that because obviously it's quite deep and it's conditioning. But yes, he can be helped. It's not mm -hmm. a problem. Yeah. The the yes, please. Even ahead. from a because as you're talking about it from a from a biological or physiological yeah. perspective, I'm thinking about it from an energy healing perspective where that would be the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, the heart chakra. Uh, it would yeah. definitely be the it's heart common. chakra. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I I I would like us to track back a little bit to the gentleman, the salesman in Midrand, mm -hmm. who farts a lot and who. This is so common and how such a simple is thing common. is made a trauma. But I can get it though because if the snoring is too loud. Yeah. And if the releasing of baby tongue, yes, the terminology of that gas. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do they call it again? By but what? I nearly said bicarbonate of soda. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Bicarb. Exactly. Exactly. That those farts, those gases. You yes, name it. Yes. Um, Sometimes they don't smell so great and sometimes they really can be superbly shocking and loud mm. um, and quite embarrassing. Um, but I think I think it brings me to ask how many other traumas that we may experience under a, a separate umbrella from sexual traumas but transcend and become sexual traumas? Oh, yeah, many. See what I mean? Mm. Like I could have experienced working in a toxic environment mm -hmm. or I could have experienced um, a conflict with a friend that I'm not even sexually intimate with, yeah. but it seeds into me just becoming 
quite Absolutely. repulsed by sex for some reason. I don't know why. Or not even speaking up yeah. during sex. So yeah. that, that, that suppression yeah. from a, yeah. I can't speak up or being passive aggressive yeah. in terms of just sexual engagement because yeah. I can't speak up. I'm too afraid to speak up at the end of the day. And that could come from other engagements, not even sexual engagements, yeah. but it manifests in terms of, you know. It your, manifests, it that's manifests, the word. Yes. Into sexual trauma. The, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it worth paying attention to sexual traumas? 100%. Why I mean, don't people want to? I mean, because we're, we're sexual beings, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think we're, we own that space and we're comfortable in even owning the fact that we are sexual beings as yeah. human beings, men and women alike and everyone else that identifies differently, yeah. you know. Um, and we have to because it plays a, an imperative, imperative role yeah. um, in our lives, not only just from a, a reproduction or, or pro- yeah. procreation perspective, but just like Doc said, just from uh, over overall well-being, yeah. you know, the, the hormones that get released, um, yeah. the healing hormones that get released as well, yeah. um, you know, whether you're engaging with someone else, whether you're engaging yourself. So I think it's absolutely imperative. You, you see, know? sex is for fun and mindless joy. Sex is not for reproduction. That's secondary. That, yeah. So Is it secondary? It is secondary. Well, because, I mean, I will ask this purely because, I mean, biblically, religiously, culturally, traditionally, we're taught sex is for reproduction. Reproduction, no. yeah. No, not at all. Not. Sex is primary for pleasure, for mindless joy. The, the way God intended the mind. For mindless joy. joy. Yes, that's the essence of sex. It's nothing to do with reproduction. Reproduction is secondary. And this is insane because mm. a lot of society doesn't understand it why yeah. some women cannot make or bring themselves to even consider a sexual attachment because you have to go deeper than just sex for them mm. to get their heart and their mind. Mm. You have to go deeper than just. So they are they're very comfortable with just having sex and possibly even working in a sex trade. Yeah. You see, you see, there is three fundamental delusions that uh, mankind succumb to. Yeah. Um, that conditions the mind. Shame. Yes. Guilt and embarrassment. Yeah, shame, My guilt, God. embarrassment. So now, these are all delusions because, uh, strictly speaking, when Adam and Hava were having sex in Garden of Eden in Genesis 2.25, that was mindless joy. Yeah. They were naked. They never been ashamed. It's in the Bible. Now, when the sin comes, when the man chose to be taken care of their own destiny, he, excluding God from the picture, mm. then they forgot that when the shame, guilt, and embarrassment went into them in that moment, and they saw we naked, it doesn't matter. The more naked, the better. It's no problem. You understand? But that delusion, oh, we naked. So shame, guilt, embarrassment entered the mankind. You understand? Mm-hmm. Through Hava and Adam. Yeah. Now the problem is all the churches, all the philosophies forgot to mention that once Yeshua was crucified and everything was taken away, including the guilt, shame, and embarrassment went away as well. But the people keep living as before. This is true. Mm-hmm. So now no church and pastor explained that this was crucified too. It wasn't just everything else. Yes. So now what when happens? he died for us, everything. Correct. We were redeemed. Correct. So, but they forgot, again, because of that so deep delusional, delusional thinking, mm-hmm. there is such a thing like shame, guilt, and embarrassment. That's delusion. That's a delusion. It's not reality. Because naked we come, naked we go. You understand? So there's no point in judging something that's God's gift and putting negative connotation on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to take I want to take a quick break. Sure. I want to invite somebody on set, okay. but I just want to find out if they're comfortable to join us. Okay. Because I've asked them to just follow the yeah. conversation. Um, you're talking about sh- the the three delusions being shame, guilt, guilt and embarrassment. Correct. So we're being joined by B Fox now, and um, B Fox is a sex worker dancer. Um, you've been, and I, you know the reason why. I want you to be a part of this conversation is because of those very important three delusions that you've mentioned. Every human being suffers with them, but some I feel a little bit more than others. Mm. Um, A lot of women are shamed for choosing her line of work. See what I mean? For either being a stripper, for either being a sex worker. Sex work is still illegal in this country, rendering many human beings um, under the umbrella sex work victims of the cruelty of society because if cops find you for whatever reason they can do whatever they want with you because at the end of the day you're breaking the law um your clients can harm you it doesn't matter what because anyway what you're doing is breaking the law it's not legal um there's 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 a lot of i find Many of us, many of us deal with shame, embarrassment, and what is the third? And guilt. Mm. But truly some a little bit more than others. Yeah. For sure. Some a little bit more than others. The fact that I'm not a sex worker, I get it a little less. Mm. The fact that you're not a sex worker or yourself, because it's not just a a female gender occupational vocation. Mm. It is literally anyone who wants to do it, male, female, go ahead. Have you ever truly, B Fox, been shamed to the point where you've ever started looking at yourself differently, where you started feeling a negative type of way towards yourself purely because of either the judgment people have cast on you based on what they might not misunderstand, what they might misunderstand about your life and your life choices? Have you ever been violated by anyone in your life, be it within your family, be it within your community, within your work even, where you've just looked at yourself in a way that agrees with the negative narrative of your the work that you do? No, I haven't yet, mm-hmm. maybe in the future. Yeah. But I haven't. Um, uh, to answer your question, I would say... Uh, how I grew up actually made me stronger. Yeah. I didn't, I don't care about whatever people say about me or yeah. whatever they do. As long as I take care of myself, I take care of my family and wishes of my sister and yeah. her two kids. Yeah. I don't care about whoever say whatever you want to say about me. I strip, I normally even strip for fun. Mm-hmm. I strip stripping for me it's not actually making me money you understand mm-hmm. but I strip because it's the only chance that I get to be me and that's what you enjoy that's what you love yes that's what I love so yeah. that's how I get to be myself so that's why I strip not because of you giving me 2000 rands or mm-hmm. giving me th- but for me I do it for me mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. so I uh, I grew up um, 
I was the the firstborn. Mm-hmm. I was the 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 the, the mommy's daughter. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. So I grew up having everything before my mom died. Mm-hmm. So after my mom passed away, everything just turned around. Mm-hmm. When it turned around, now I have to look up to myself. Mm-hmm. So that made me stronger. I grew up on the street. I had to pick myself up. I had to fall. I fall so many times mm. so hard that I couldn't even think that I would wake up and just move on. How would you fall? Like uh, growing up on the streets of Uvel with all of these girls, um, sex workers selling mm. on the streets, drug dealers uh, it's it's it, it was a lot mm. for me to get along i had to work as a house girl i had to work as a waitress i worked like as everything at a very young age which i was like 15 years old mm-hmm. so i had to look up to myself mm. i had a boyfriend boyfriend issues Baby mama issues. A boyfriend was from Zambia. Mm-hmm. Then lied to me, said uh, he wasn't married. Then we stayed together. I was working at a restaurant, buying myself things and everything. And we're staying together. Afterwards, all of a sudden now, his wife is coming to South Africa. He chased me out of the house. Oh. How old were you then? I was 17. Chased me out of the house without anything. My head, a friend, had to run to my friend. You know, friends hook you up. Do this, do that, be clever, use this. Then I started going out, hooking up. Okay. Then I met another lady. She's like, no, you don't belong on the streets. Why are you on the streets? Let me take you to a house. So a house is apparently a place where it's like escorts that stay in a house. Sure. Were you ready for that? Where I was ready for anything at that time. Mm -hmm. For what I had experienced in life, I was ready for anything. Mm -hmm. So she took me to that house. And I found out that, okay, you don't have to go and fish for men, stand on the street. You just have to like, okay, just hold your phone. Guy, they will call you. Men will call you, come to you, offer the services, offer your price. And that's it. You'll be in a safe place. You don't have to go out. You don't have, it's a very safe, clean place. You understand? Then I'm yeah. like, okay, let me just expand myself. Then I had to start up with stripping. Mm-hmm. And I started stripping, doing my shows, private show. I started uh, stripping to bachelor parties. Yeah, yeah. Then I just go up to clubs, mm-hmm. you know, clubs that are not, uh, they are not uh, like strip clubs, yeah. but just clubs that can host like a one-time thing. Okay. That's how I, I continued to be a stripper. How old were you during this time? Uh, I was like 18. Yeah, okay. 18. Okay. Then, yeah, I continued. Then I started making money. I had to buy my mom a tombstone with my first cash ever. Mm-hmm. And I have done a couple of things at home, changed my, my sister's furniture, do this, clothes for the kids, mm-hmm. everything. 
So now it's like a better life. Yeah. You understand? So even if my sister doesn't have money, she comes to me, I give her money. If she doesn't have, if I don't have, I tell her, no, I don't have. Mm. So it's becoming better and better for me because now I have my own apartment in Midrand. Mm -hmm. And um, life is getting much better. You is understand? Is it getting better from a financial perspective or is it getting better from a how you feel, how you think, how healthy you are in your mind yeah. and in your spirit as From well? From both, mm -hmm. both sides. Mm -hmm. How I feel mentally, financially, both. It's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been good because now yeah. I'm also like starting up my business for my lingeries. Mm -hmm. I did start it out, but then something happened. Mm -hmm. So now I'm continuing with my lingeries yeah. and selling my um, stripper heels for yeah. strippers because I know a couple of strippers. Of course. So I'm starting up that. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm asking is because we once had a conversation and you had disclosed that with your clients that you are sexually intimate with, most of the time you have to take copious amounts of alcohol mm -hmm. to be able to be sexually intimate with them. Sure. And you had said that's how you operate and that for you is your coping mechanism mm. with dealing with the clients because some of them, you mentioned that they come with all these problems and they'll pay, mm. yes, they don't want to have sex, they just want to talk. And you have to take all of these problems mm -hmm. and sometimes it's obviously the sexual experiences that come with that and you, you never do that sober without alcohol. I do sometimes because mm -hmm. sometimes I just get used to it. I'm like, okay, he's talking oh, again. Okay, he's just going to enter in there. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. You know, because um, some they you'll become your regular client. Mm -hmm. Now you get used to his bullshit. Mm -hmm. When he comes and say this, this, you're like, oh, you started again. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. baby, you do this, you do that. Okay, you do. You tell him the same thing that you told him. The following day, you'll come again with the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you just end up getting used to it. For me, this is almost some sort of therapy offering to people with problems. And if yourself as a therapist, psychiatrist, counselor, if you receive a dump load of people's problems, there must be an outlet, right? There must be a soundboard that you can go to. Not necessarily alcohol per se as a coping mechanism. I don't think that can be healthy. Mm. And this is my area of concern because the alcohol in itself also creates many other problems. So how does a person in her line of work and with a load of history, I'm hearing trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. And this is a true representation of how we all are as human beings. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that your trauma is, you're going through it, you're going through it, you're going through it. And you're missioning, telling yourself, I'm okay. Is this really okay? Are we really okay? No, we're not. No, I mean, I think... A Why lot are we of, so in denial? I think it's because also from a primitive perspective, we go into 
survival mode. Yeah. I think human beings don't realize that that there's so many situations, you know, you'll go through something for a good couple of years and you'll be like, how did I make it through that? Or how did I make it through the past three weeks? And the doctor just told me that this and this wasn't functioning is because mm. literally we go into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes normalized for the longest of time. And that's where you function until the pauper hits the fan, until your body either breaks down and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And keeping in mind that with B fox and all the other B foxes that we spell differently, is that yes. they're they're holding space. It's some that want to talk. It's some that want to be intimate. So that's energy exposure, energy exposure all yeah. and very receptive the all the time, all the time. Yeah. And I can only imagine. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself from a therapeutic perspective. I'm I'm dealing with people's energies all the time from an energy healing perspective. So even from an energy healing perspective, after doing a session with someone, you have to go number one, wash your hands because that's the main source of just, you know, um, combing up the auric fibers and transferring energy to that person, whether it be the heart chakra, the basal, the sacral chakra, whatever the case is, there has to be a routine. So I know for me at the end of the day, I need to have a cup of rooibos or chamomile tea. I need to shower or bath at the end of the day. I cannot go to sleep without washing off people's energies. And I have to ground myself. Mm-hmm. The tea helps grounding oneself. For some people, it's tobacco. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's mm-hmm. For some people, it's marijuana, whatever the case is. But just to earth yourself. So because, I mean, that continuous exposure, mm. you end up being so numb to it. And now, again, it starts manifesting in different places in our bodies and in our brain as well. Because that's what I'm hearing, that she has become numb to it. Mm. That she she she's brushing it off and dismissing it. Is that how it feels to you? That uh, you know it. It's your regular client, and you know he's coming with the same thing. So, oh, more nonsense. Yeah. Let me drink and keep mm-hmm. it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. You don't you don't feel affected in any way post all of this interaction that you might need possibly to either talk to someone that you trust or. What do you do to I to, do to, I to do restore talk. your energy after? I do talk to someone, so I yeah. stay with a friend. Yeah, she's like a sister to me. So yeah. some of the things that I can't talk, I talk it out. Yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah, I do talk it out. What more do we need to step out of using just pure alcohol as also an escape gateway? Look, I think for me already, my first question is. There's a whole lot of grief as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going, I'm going straight deep down from a root perspective. I'm like, you know, have you even begun to mourn mom and and process all the things that happened before you even stepped into this life? You know, or was it again, I'm a teen, I'm a kid, um, I've been exposed to this lifestyle, I need to go into survival mode. Mm-hmm. She's the eldest, she's already going deputy parent, you know, I need to sort everything out and and Again, you know, she's doing what she needs to do from a from a survival perspective. Mm-hmm. So has she grieved? Has she mourned? Um, you know, has she met herself that deeply as yet? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes there's also that subconscious fear of going, I can't crumble because if I crumble and fall, will I be able to kind of piece myself back together? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people then avoid. They've never experienced themselves mm-hmm. crumble and fall, but they're going, there's no way I'm going to come back if I have to start grieving my mom now. Yeah. I'm not going to function. I'm not going to, you know. And again, I'm just speaking about it in, in general, B Fox. You know, I'm not yes. saying that that is the case with you, but already 100%. just from a, from, a, from a healer or healing space, I'm just going, it goes back to now that trauma and how that impacted you um, to kind of push yourself into that survival mode. And you then putting things in place. You know, you asked her a very nice question to say, were you ready? And she was like, at that point, I was ready for anything. Anything. 
again, primitive brain survival mode going, I need to survive, you know, so really just, um, you know, functioning from a survival perspective. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of things that, that, that definitely needs to be done. And just from protection of, from a physical perspective, emotional perspective, psychological perspective, spiritual perspective as well, where, there needs to be healthier, obviously, coping strategies mm-hmm. in order for her to healthily, um, you know, um, exist in those spaces. Yeah. Because you can, I, you know, I know I a believe few you sex can workers, also. yeah, that really just, they thrive and, and they're they sexually liberated. There's nothing as beautiful as a sexually liberated, liberated human being. being. Oh, yeah. Especially I with women. It. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've got I've got one or two friends where people are like, oh, no, this person is just so weird. And this is, I'm like, no, they're the most comfortable person. 100%. 100%. From, you know, inside out, it is just so beautiful. And they also do it in a healthy way where they're like, no, we'll do our routine checks. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure that I do this, this and this on a daily basis. I invest in myself on a daily basis. Um, and I'm not functioning from a trauma space yeah. or a survival space. I think that's a healthy um, p- a point to get back into your mind and your heart space, um, B, is what are your coping mechanisms what is your routine? How do you invest back in yourself for the kind of environment you work in and the kinds of clients you see? Because I can't imagine, it can't be easy listening to one married man's problems about his entire marriage and, 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 and his children and his work and his business deals and blah, 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 possibly even his side chick. And here you are having to make him feel better. Who makes who makes you feel better and how do you make yourself feel better? No, just talking to my friend mm-hmm. makes me feel better. Like we can just have the whole day just talking about how we grew up, whatever, everything. We just talk mm-hmm. everything. Like even every day we literally just talk. If if, if you don't know that um, it's only uh, you think that there's 10 people staying in the house. Mm. Not knowing it's only two people. Like we talk everything. She tells me about her family problems. We talk. I help her solve it. I talk it out. We do the same. She gives me also advice. No, don't do this. No, you can't do this. I also tell her, no, why don't you do this? Why don't you do Mm. that? So then what becomes our role in society when we're hearing so much trauma um, being spoken of from a single person and they're sitting saying, no, but I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> if they feel okay. And I mean, if you're disagreeing mm. with the fact that how can you possibly be okay if you're using copious amounts of alcohol to be able to th- process your work, how can, how is that okay? So you might disagree with that, but if they're saying I'm fine, <laughs> Mm. What's the responsibility of us in society? What's what's our responsibility as those that are healers and those that care? Well, the responsibility is very obvious, creating awareness as you're doing at the moment. Mm. So that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second step is remember everybody has a free choice to say, I had enough of that, I want mm-hmm. to be different, mm-hmm. or I'm happy with it. Yes. So I cannot force anybody to choose against their will. 100%. So when their time comes, when they realize that there is other way to go uh, and they're kind of wise enough to choose that, mm-hmm. <laughs> they choose it. Yeah. Like yeah. you cannot say to any any addict, 
it's not good to be addicts. Mm-hmm. It's good to be addict for a time that they have enough of it, you know, and then after that, they say, no, I had enough, you know, yeah. so now it's time for a new chapter. 100%. So in this specific case with this uh, purple goddess here, <laughs> uh, we we have witchcraft involved. It's not that simple that it's just purely trauma. And the witchcraft should be cleared first, and not through rituals or slaughtering or washings or any of those. Yeah, and then we have a... a, That's a very nice controversial approach. Can I tell you why? Purely because that is what in our black communities we're trying to steer away from. That when there is a dysfunction of sorts that is evident and obvious, that could be a mental dysfunction to a degree, no matter what severity, we are trying to now push the narrative that let's get it checked out medically first before we rule it out as witchcraft. Albeit we do also still know that there are things like that. How do you, sitting across the room from her, are able to look and assess? Because it seems like the work of an iridologist, they look in your eyes and they can tell, this is that, this is that. Uh, I I refer you to this and that specialist because the focus point must be this. Remember the spirit in us tells us immediately. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, first, unless we clear the witchcraft here, which is familial witchcraft, not the individual, of course, affecting her as well, uh, we cannot go anywhere. If she can speak for herself. No, no let me just finish yeah. and yeah, we'll hear it. 100%. Uh, then, the next pattern after that is shock after shock after shock, which is a chronic shock pattern. So, she's not present at all. Mm. You understand? Which is normal. So if you're constantly shocked and freaked out and freaked out and freaked out and freaked out, you're not present at all. So what Mm. happens? You cannot heal unless the witchcraft is cleared, means neutralized, and the shock pattern is cleared, you understand? Because if those are there in you constantly every day, 24-7, your body cannot heal. So therefore, what is the answer? The answer is clearing witchcraft, clearing the shock pattern, and then only the grief will be processed mm-hmm. with he- healing the grief. I mean, giving the correct homeopathic remedy to to naturally release the grief. Mm-hmm. But how can you process grief if you're already not present? Okay, and if you if you're under black magic all the time, how? You cannot because you're not present. So you're going to survive a because that's all that you can do. Yeah, survival. Mm-hmm. And use energy that you don't have, mm-hmm. okay? You know, pretend, you know, and yeah. So so that's the way it is. It's, it's, a, it's a very rude awakening. Mm-hmm. It's a very brutal reality, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, but it's, it's the way it is. And uh, yeah, okay. No worries, no worries. I find, I find um, the layers that you've just put on the table to be very... Very hard sore. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Very, very hard sore. You could even hear in Dr. Yeah. Like just expressing it that it's, it's just a very, very sad reality. Yeah. 100%. Do you relate? Would you say that Doc might be correct? Yeah, he is. In which aspect? Which part of it? Everything you just said. It's. Have you suspected mm. bewitchment in your life? Yeah. Do you know maybe possibly by whom? No, not really. <laughs> Yeah, not really. Maybe, but not really, not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you think about this, how does it make you feel? 
in the moments that you may be possibly not intoxicated and mm-hmm. you are processing your life, you are thinking of your dreams, you are thinking of everything that you aspire to become and you're looking at where you are trapped. If Should you be, I be honest? Yes, please. <laughs> It's not sad. It's uh, it uh, sorry, it feels it feels like okay, cool. But what I feel is I want revenge. That's just it. Hmm. That's the truth. Yeah, revenge. Why? It feels like revenge. Mm-hmm. Why do you want revenge? What is it about Because what you are processing? Because it feels like I want you to feel the same way that I felt mm-hmm. or how I lived. Mm. The revenge belongs to God. So, But just, that's just... No, we feel that. Course. It's normal. Mm. Of course. It's a primary reaction. Of course. Mm. But so there it, is pain inside of you yeah. that you would like to inflict on the person who may be responsible mm-hmm. in part. No, I just want to give him his own medicine, mm. What mm. He, him or her, whatever they've done to you. Mm-hmm. That's expected reaction as human reaction. Mm. But when, when we surpass it and we understand that forgiving everybody, And forgiveness, the moment you do forgive from the heart as a five-year-old child, we're free. Mm. And the moment you go revenge, 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 revenge. Mm. And the moment you go more revenge and more revenge, mm-hmm. which is natural human reaction mm. in any one of us, uh, we actually, um, we actually um, put more trauma. And you get involved in more trauma and you actually don't allow the other person to be getting what they need to get because we take revenge in our own hands. But in order to reach that level, we have to be going through a lot of things and wisdom mm. to move from revenge to forgiveness uh, out of our own choice. So is forgiveness, has forgiveness, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, mm. has forgiveness been proven to be an active part of possible brain rewiring? Yes. yes. Scientifically oh, proven. Yes. And I think this is what we also need to table that, um, and I think I must just take a moment to acknowledge that um, mm. B has stepped off set. She's gone to the bathroom. She's gone to the bathroom. I think she's just going to go check herself, which mm. she is allowed to because... Mm. Not being present in your own life, not cool. And Absolutely you know not cool. I must commend her um, because even when when she walked in, I think Dr. B and I looked at, looked at each other and I said something to Dr. B because I could feel from an energy perspective mm-hmm. and he was like, and it's okay. And I was like, no, and it is okay. Mm. And in my, in that moment, I was like, I hope we can just hold that space for her because mm-hmm. I don't know if she's ever been able to actually tap into that until this very moment. Mm-hmm. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day where it's like, wow, that, that can, what I'm feeling, I'm not crazy. Like just having two people that don't know from above, so I'm going, we see it and mm-hmm. it's normal and it's okay to not be okay. I don't think anyone's ever held that for her without her having to even express it to anyone. Mm-hmm. And we're going, 
we see it and it's okay. Mm. It's really, really okay. The neutralizing of bewitchment, how do we neutralize that? How do we reverse that? This is, this is way that doesn't involve any rituals or any washings or smoking. And so this is what my thing is. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Doc, mm. because all the time when we speak of neutralizing bewitchment, mm. we always go to the rituals first. Mm. And even myself, as a trained traditional healer, no. I do believe there's possibility of no. neutralization no. without rituals. Exactly. So, so that is where people make fatal mistakes because the more you do rituals, the more you create more problems. So remember quantum mm-hmm. physics. Quantum physics has negative and positive. Mm-hmm. So when you give the correct homeopathic remedy, uh, it's a one quantum of the right energy that repels the attack, no matter how bad and how it was done. And what <laughs> <it is. laughs> when we speak of homeopathic remedies, <laughs> so what happens when you take this remedy five seconds later as it touches your tongue, the spin of electrons every cell in the body is changed immediately. Mm-hmm. But that remedy should be relevant, means should be the right remedy for that person in the right potency. So when that is taken, it literally repels. Like you have a shield, an mm-hmm. invisible shield, and your aura changes, your, your electron spin changes. I've experienced this. And you cannot be penetrated. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes, the attacks are continuing, mm-hmm. but nothing goes in. In our in our traditional practice, mm-hmm. which is also very homeopathic based, yeah, yeah, yeah. very heavily homeopathic based. And there's no ritual involved. No. And some you must ingest. Yes. Some you bathe you, with. Yes. Some, some you use yeah. some you burn. Mm. And homeopathic remedies are Powerful. Yes, they are. Very powerful. So when 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 you take that remedy, um, like you take high potency, 10M or 50M, mm. because low potency are very physical, they cannot really help much. And their effect lasts up to three months to six months. Mm-hmm. So when, when that is done, uh, no matter who does what to you, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any difference. Are you okay? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to make mm-hmm. you cry. Yeah, and uh, we love you all. 100%. And, um, 100%. And when that is done, then only the healing starts. Mm-hmm. So then the next pattern is a shock pattern. Shock pattern uh, makes you not present, mm-hmm. literally not present. And shock pattern can, you can carry the shock pattern for life. Mm-hmm. So the best remedy for shock pattern is opium, homeopathic opium. And then immediately we'll be present, you'll come back, you know. So the moment you come back, you start healing. Whether you're grieving, whether you'll be angry, whether you'll throw things or break things or punch or talk or scream, whatever, cry, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you're not numb anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're numb, you cannot heal. Mm-hmm. So unless these two things are taken care of very, very deeply, in every case of trauma, you cannot achieve healing at all. May I put you both, right, under a little bit of pressure, because I know this is not pre-discussed, right, but this no is problem. my spirit movement no talking. Problem. No problem. Would you like to go on a healing journey? Definitely. 
<clears throat> which parts of you are you seeking to heal that you can, outside of feeling that you're okay, that you can identify as problem areas in your life? Everything. <laughs> okay, so that's a lot of work. Would you like to do this on your own or would you like to be accompanied? I would like to be accompanied. If I were to offer myself for yourself and myself to go on a small healing journey together, just to start, I've got things that I would like to heal in my life. I think, my God, I'm, I, I don't want to cry anymore. Do yeah, do I don't want to cry anymore. Um, and I feel you're also in the, I, I, it's beautiful to see a human being who's been building walls acknowledge that mm. possibly everything is a mess. Yeah. And I would like to not walk the journey alone because I think we're all a mess. Yeah. Every single one of us on earth are just one huge mess immortal trying to sinners. figure it. <laughs> immortal sinners. Mortal. mortal sinners, 100%. All of us, same thing. 100%. If we can maybe talk to um, our counselor, Widumelo, and our doctor, Dr. B, to maybe kickstart our healing journey together with us, possibly to also inspire other people. Are you ready? Would I you am. be keen, the both of you? I'm ready. I know, I know you're ready. I'll give you our backstory. She, she is ready. I think she, she is. is. I'll give you our backstory. So we shot an episode, right, where we had a little round table set up. And, and I have to be honest about this. I refused to air that episode. I refused to air it because I could not just take the pains of others and exploit them for content. Mm. When I saw her and the first time I spoke to her, I saw so much pain. Yeah. 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 I was met the minute I greeted her and I tried to maintain... But the minute she opened her mouth, I saw so much delusion. Yeah. Yeah. And that the word is not used from a place of judgment. Mm. It's used from a place of experience that I've been there before. Mm. Where your system is so traumatized, yeah. so shocked that you are in a state of delusion. Mm. But you are present in your delusion and it's the biggest mindfuck. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest mindfuck yes. because... You're delusional, but present in the delusion to point it out as delusion. Yeah, yeah. And you're desperate to come back, but... They, you're under house arrest. Uh, you're under house arrest. <laughs> you're under house arrest. <laughs> and if she wants to continue being a sex worker, no, okay. she can, but thrive and do it on the healthy side of the spectrum. Free choice. No problem. Free no, choice. Only love. Would you like that? No, I wouldn't want to be... I wouldn't want to continue being a sex worker. <laughs> Yeah, then also I that's allowed. One have um, my own boutique with a spa. That's my dream. Yeah. And you would like to be able to have the mind state and the personality character space mm. to function. The madam kind of. A hundred percent. I see what she envisions herself as. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The doctors say they're ready. So we're going to do this now. Yeah. Every now and again on an episode, we're going to see our journey. And it's Is okay. that okay? My love, it's, it's okay. okay. I make all those We're healing sorry. sexual traumas yeah. and this is why. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. sorry I have boxes okay. of tissues and all the girls are <laughs> You're also making me want to cry because it's yeah, so we're real. Ready. You were like, no, we're yeah. holding space and it's okay. Love you more, princess. Absolutely. And I it's just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. One breakthrough at a time. We're really so much about the heart, the mind, the spirit and the culture of a human being. As much as we want to go 
leave our homes and go have fun. When we come home, we come home to the brokenness and fun is even more fun when you are not soothing through fun, but you're actually embracing fun and rewarding yourself through fun. So the hard work is to self-reflect, be honest with yourself, talk about the things and be about the actions that support the talk to get to the healing. This was an episode of Healing Sexual Traumas and I'm very happy that you're opening up. And I'm very proud that we never aired that episode because that was not your episode. <laughs> this is your episode. Yeah. This is definitely your episode. The Lord's work has been done. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Glory to you. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. So definitely we're going to bug you a thousand and one times. And then when we get to a level of her empowerment, we can set her free when she's ready enough to not crutch. Let me tell you the first news. Yes, sir. So she has free consultations lifetime until she leaves. Here we go. That's so big. Nice one, Dr. B. Same thing on my side. Happy to help where I can. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Oh, no. That's so big. Only, only our pleasure, dear. And this is why we have Dinewa on sex and stuff. There's madness, but there's also method. Thank you for joining us. We are coming at you from Arise Studios. And quickly, I want to sneak this in. Stop causing MacGyver and the rest of the Chila sexual traumas, Lona, by stressing them out, by lying to people that you must pay to be a guest on the show and on any other show on the network. You're causing us trauma. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And if anyone is using Ututu's name and MacGyver's email to get money out of you. You're being solicited. That is going to cause you traumas and you're going to land up somewhere on this seat. It'll be healthy for you, but you would have lost money. So what's the point with that? See what I mean? So just don't believe those people. It was another episode. Bahayat, so my heart is heavy. I also need to go do an energy cleanse. Mm. Thank you for the views. We love you. Bye-bye. Immediately. Be relevant. Mm. should be Away. in the right part. When that is taken, it literally repels. Like you have a shield, an mm. invisible shield, and your aura changes, your, your electron spin changes. I've experienced